Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. At the Home Depot, we improve things. This holiday season, we've improved Black Friday. Instead of one day of crazy, we've lowered prices now and they'll stay low all season. From decorations to dishwashers, wreaths to ratchet sets. So sleep in. You're not going to miss Black Friday. Not one little bit. Black Friday improved. The best prices of the year already here at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only Wasp buys last. See store for details. This is Jack Wilson from the History of Literature. You're listening to a recorded history podcast. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Weekly Podcast. I'm Errol Sampson Folk, and today I'm joined by a wonderful writer who's been on this podcast a few times before, but she's also the authority figure on all things under the umbrella of the NBA Summer Vacation. How are you, Katie Heindel? I'm great. I spent all day at a pool, very on brand. Wow. <laughs> a pool is this pool that has access to sun or vice versa? Yeah, an outdoor pool. Sorry, I should have specified, but I feel like if you're hitting up a pool at the end of July, it's probably outdoor. Well, I thought maybe you'd be swimming laps, <laughs> getting ready <laughs> no. for a triathlon, maybe, uh-uh, putting in work. Uh-uh. No, no, that that's that waits until August. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that's soon then. Are you excited for your training to start? Yeah, super oh. stoked. <laughs> Fantastic. The first question I have for you today is, which NBA player... Right off the bat, I love Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> and uh, I'm wondering what you think. Which NBA player would be the most likely to start a band called Democrat Witch Hunt? Um, this is pretty easy to me. Uh, it's Gordon Hayward, because if you didn't know, folks, he... Is a bit of a Trump supporter, and so you're thinking that Democrat witch hunt would most likely it wouldn't be ironic. It would be it would be very literal. Um, if okay, if we're gonna do we the question was not whether it was an ironic band, but I'll give you the literal and the ironic. So the literal Gordon Hayward, and then I think for an ironic band, probably Stephen Adams. He would fit well. <laughs> He's got the, I he's like a, so. yeah, a large Jason Momoa who likes to sing. Wait, what, what does he play or does he sing? What do you think? He's, he's going to sing. Wow. He's got a bit of like an Australian <laughs> twang. Mm, tough to say because plenty of bands like British musicians, Australian musicians, they seem to lose their accent when they sing. And that's why American and Canadian accents are the most pure form of English. I've long held this belief. Thank you for <laughs> affirming it. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I think it'd be great if Steve Stephen Adams was the lead man, and he had like a guy named Robert on drums. They call him like Raza because they do that in Australia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Come on, Raza, we got to play. Anyway. It would kind of be like a reggae rock like mashup style of band. Wow, what? it wouldn't be very good. <laughs> okay, are we think? Have you watched Community? The mm, show a little bit. Okay, have you ever seen the episode yeah. where Vaughn has his own band and Pierce joins the band? They sing like kind of reggae music. No, because I don't even know who those people are on the show. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> we'll go to the next thing. The next so thing that I want to ask. <laughs> yeah, we'll put a pin in it. We'll table it until you uh, <laughs> you catch up on Community. Do you think it's cruel that guys like Eric Gordon can get their body fat percentage to roughly? seven eight percent but still have chubby faces how is that fair (laughs) no i think it's pretty cute (laughs) (laughs) i think uh it's pretty endearing i think if the league was full of like chiseled face uh cheekbones that could you know cut glass like serge Ibaka, it would be pretty severe all the time so it's nice to have guys like eric gordon kyle lowry our own kyle lowry um stepping up in the in the chubby cheeks department but kyle lowry when he gets his fat percentage down he doesn't have chubby cheeks anymore the 2015-16 season feel like even when you look at some pics of kyle celebrating the big win everybody if you haven't heard about it (laughs) (laughs) he looks so happy and you can see his little chubby cheeks he's definitely not where he was and no he's like maybe a couple face fat percentages down from Eric Gordon, but he's still got like a nice fleshed out face. Okay. As a guy who holds the fat in his face before anywhere else, I just, I have a couple qualms with that uh, whole thing to get into your main, (laughs) to get into your main thing, the thing of which you have so much fame for outside of the basketball feelings newsletter. Mm -hmm. How do you go about compiling all the data for the NBA Summer Vacation Watch. It seems like a lot of work to me. Yeah, it is. and it, But it's a labor of love, so it doesn't really feel like work. Um, I'll let you in on a little secret. For the last two years, so this column, this is now its third summer going strong, which is amazing, and I'm really grateful and happy to have it. But for the past two years, I would just kind of web scour um, players instagram accounts like twitter accounts occasionally they would go rogue and like this i'm glad this has kind of gone but in years past snapchat was still a huge thing i feel like that is now out with a lot of players thank god because for snapchat you kind of have to find other others so like because i didn't i refused to get snapchat <laughs> so i would have to find it from other places but this year um i started a I don't, I wouldn't call it a burner account because I take it seriously, but I started a uh, Instagram account for basketball feelings and I follow exclusively NBA players. So players are mostly now using like moments that then they are sharing actual photos of where they are when they're there. So this is an experiment in how people are using social media through the years. But so what I do throughout the week is basically just like screen cap trips. Uh, and like interesting instances of where players are and then if it feels a little light if it's getting into midweek and you know there's still 
there's some gaps to be filled, then I basically go uh, deep sea diving into the depths of every team's roster. And so when you're looking at that stuff, do you ever have to sleuth anything? Like, is there any TMZ supplied photos or do you have any contacts out in like Barbados that you say like, hey, listen, you got any NBA players coming in? Anything of that sort? (laughs) No, but like, I kind of want to get to that point if only because of how, like there are certain trips this year that seem to replicate every week, like every single week since the summer has started. There's been an NBA player at Lake Como. Um, and I'm truly like, is there a timeshare situation going on there? Is there like, does someone have like a line out on agents? And they're like, yeah, get your guys to come stay at my beautiful villa. Um, because that well, is a really popular location. If you ever need a Puerto Vallarta contact, I'm your True. guy. Why aren't you out there scouring the streets? <laughs> Doesn't seem that fun. It's so hot here. Walking around during the day is like death. Um, But no, I feel like I don't want to brag, but I feel like a lot of these trips, I'm getting to them before TMZ. You are a super sleuth then. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. You're a regular I just take it like way too, probably way too seriously than anybody should. So, like, what Blake is to spreadsheets, you are to summer vacation watch. Is that? Yeah, that's a pretty apt. I think that's an extremely apt comparison. Thank you. I'm I'm very glad to have made it then. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying everybody's repeating things. Do you think that, and this leads to my next question, if you're repeating what somebody else did, do you think that's kind of tacky? Or given the money they have, do you think that NBA players are, are on the whole really good or bad at vacationing? Or is that too judgy and pretentious already? Like if guys are taking similar trips or the same trip? Sure. Is that what you meant? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I feel like they're they're just, look, they're just like us. I, I mean, I feel like there are times when vacation destinations get really hot amongst like a group of friends. Like, maybe last year and the year before it seemed like everybody I knew was going to Mexico city and it's an amazing place. So of course, but it just really seemed like that was the trend. So, you know, I think people forget as much as like not all NBA players are friends. They're all technically colleagues. And if someone has a good trip and they sort of see or hear about it from someone else, it's a pretty insular world. So I think they take tips from each other. Um, I think they like, you know, are just as easily influenced of like by Instagram or by what they see. And they're like, hey, that trip looks sick. I want to go there. Some of them are like definitely way more adventurous. Like Stephen Adams is always just like going to really far flung, interesting locations where you're like, how'd you end up there, buddy? But it seems like pretty uh, like up his alley. And other guys just want like a chill place where they know that they can relax. So, of course, they're going to ask there are other friends in the league where that should be. So, no, I don't think, like, there's no judgment, Samson. Like, there's no judgment in the <laughs> summer vacation watch. I mean, there is obviously judgment. That's also the point of it. But the judgment system, I don't know if you've noticed, is extremely arbitrary. <laughs> okay, definitely. Well, since we've identified that there's a floor, and the floor is quite high, as long as they enjoy themselves and their people and they deserve happiness, is there a ceiling 
like you mentioned Steven Adams, but who else has been doing an exceptional job? Kevin Love comes to mind. He's touring everywhere, taking a lot of uh, thirst trap pictures where he looks mm-hmm. fantastic. But is, <laughs> is there people who do a really good job consistently? This is year three for you. Yeah, so there are some rules. So I do have some like parameters when, we, when I set out to do this because for me, it's not a vacation if guys are just like working out on the beach or in a pool as much as I want to see players in those locales in the summer. So that doesn't count. So there is such a thing as a shitty vacation in that sense. <laughs> um, and then as far as like the ceiling, this summer, it's probably been Serge Ibaka so far. Because as soon as the season was over, that guy took off and he went on vacation for like three weeks straight. Well, Serge Ibaka, I feel like, has always done things his own way. You know, and to nobody's chagrin, yeah. I think everybody really likes what he's been doing. Is the mix between work and pleasure called the Buddy Healed quotient? Is that is, is yeah, he the example? So, yeah, that was a good example uh, in this past vacation watch. So it was like a summer vacation watch stalemate, we'll say. So <laughs> the way that you the way that you break a stalemate or decide whether or not it's a vacation. So basically, what happened is Buddy Healed went to the Bahamas, but he's from the Bahamas. So the question is, of course, is he technically on vacation? Um, For this instance, he stayed at, like, a beautiful, I would say traditionally more vacation-oriented hotel. And he took a couple day trips to, like, beautiful islands. One island seemed to have a lagoon full of, like, like ramped-up pool inflatables. Um, And he did post a picture of him post-workout on the beach, but he didn't post any pictures of him working out on the beach, which is important. He just looks, like, appropriately, like sweaty and like satisfied with like the ocean in the background right do you dive into the difference between you know an upkeep workout and an nba workout because when kyle lowry trimmed down got super jacked that those weren't upkeep workouts no i don't care about the no this that's like workout watch which is not what i'm interested in (laughs) okay you, maybe you could you could do that, but I, I'm not doing that. So no, any workout I don't care. Like it's not what like it's not what I'm trying to see. It's not what the people are following summer vacation watch for. So with the buddy thing, how you break the stalemate is you stare uh, at the photos <laughs> that like cause the stalemate to begin with, and if you find yourself kind of smiling, uh, then the more you agree it's a vacation. Well, yeah. that's quite it, interesting. Yeah. You can trust your uh, gut in that sense. But as far as like ceilings, you know, you know, there's like a summer vacation watch MVP that I've named every summer. Uh, the first year it was Patty Mills. The second year last year it was Jimmy Butler. Um, and this year it's like Serge is an extremely strong contender. I'd say that he actually has no, I don't know if anyone else is really in the running. You know, Chris Bosch is having a fantastic vacation right now, but I'm also like, he's not technically in the league anymore. So if you're watching Serge Ibaka, and I brought up Kevin Love earlier, so let's just put those oh, two Oh, yeah, ahead. let's talk about Kevin Love. Let's talk about Kevin Love because that's a good example of, like, how you can kind of, like, steer a vacation wrong by trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you want to talk about ceilings and, like, vacations that seem unobtainable, 
Kevin Love basically just like remote helicoptered himself and his girlfriend and their like puppy to a bunch of like remote locations in northern BC um, who like honestly just like places you're like why like why are you on a glacier kayaking shirtless Um, and he like airdropped all the equipment so he was like going around on ATVs see kayaks like and like beautiful glamping style tents. So to me, and he had, yeah, he had his shirt off the whole time. So he was trying to do this like hot girl summer thing, but it, it was like trying a little too hard. You went for hot girl summer, but he ended up with the city boys is what you're saying. Yeah. He's just kind of like, like we all see you Kev, just kind of like take it down a notch, <laughs> enjoy yourself. Don't make it so much like here's my like curated vacation. So once you start bordering Instagram influencer level, that's points mm-hmm. taken away because then yeah. it's a job. Yeah, because the joy of vacation, especially like NBA players on vacation, is it's honestly like sometimes so foreign to them that they're kind of like, what am I doing? Wow, where am I? And like, that's so endearing and like part of the joy of it. And then you've got Kevin Love just like ripping around topless on a um, ATV on a glacier and you're like yeah, like you, you I feel like you could do this every day maybe that's <laughs> his version of a workout maybe he really likes helicopters true <laughs> true um maybe but what were you gonna say the... if we like put them head to head well who who comes the closest to surge it sounds like he's the runaway but you know, for a long time, people thought Luca was going to win Rookie of the Year, and then suddenly Trey Young had a big <laughs> spike, and everybody's like, maybe it's Trey Young now. And the longevity of Serge and Luca might stand out a bunch, but there's a bunch of people who are really eager to declare the newbies, you know, the winners. Is there is there anything like that? Yeah, I gotta say that like oftentimes it's like the kind of rookies and randos that really surprise you because. I think they end up taking these crazy vacations because no one is paying attention to them, really. Um, so they pull it from deep, just, is what from you're saying. Extremely deep. And I'll be deep diving to find them. And then I'm like, who the hell is this guy having the time of his life? So it could still happen. Um, but as of yet, like, it, and it's weird to say because they're teammates, but I think Siakam is, like, the closest to Serge. Wow. Yeah. Has he... W- would you join? I've kind of wanted to start a petition so that he gets to wear the goggles he wore after the championship <laughs> on the court. Just because I, and like if we can stitch like a Cameroon flag on him. And so when we see him run in transition, it would be goggles and cape. Would you send that petition? Like the cape comes out on its own velocity. Like when he hits a certain speed, the cape comes yeah, out. Yeah. When, he, when he's unimpeded, when he's got, it's kind of like the. 88 miles per hour, that type of thing. It triggers the cake. <laughs> yeah, like if we theoretically had that technology, sure, I'd sign the petition. <laughs> Good. Well, you know, I think you would just have to steal something from like a wind turbine, one of those meters that measures like wind speed you apply to each shoulder, and then you adjust. You get like an Arduino, and you, you do the coding <laughs> for it to respond, get a little shoot. Yeah. There he yeah, goes. Yeah, so easy. So so straightforward. That's yeah, see, that's what I was thinking. But also yeah. extremely aesthetically pleasing. Wouldn't that be cool as hell if they had capes it, come out when they went to dunk? Be. I mean, not everybody, but it would be pretty cool. 
Who who and, is the player you most you don't want to see have a cape when they dunk? Huh. Mm. Interesting. Mark Gasol, uh, probably, right? <laughs> uh, like on the Raptors? No, I think Gasol. I feel like Gasol would maybe just get like tangled up in it and he might hurt himself. So I don't right. want to see it just so he can be safe. Um, <laughs> like maybe Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a fair one. Yeah. Getting back to the summer vacation watch. Please. Who's vac- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whose vacation have you been the most envious of? Hmm. Yeah, good, good, good cue. Um, let's see. You know, um, Pagasal is doing this thing this summer, and he did this last summer too, where it honestly feels like he just like steps out in Spain and then he like gets lost or like forgets where he's going, like to the grocery store or something. And then he ends up off like the coast of Italy or like in the Spanish interior at a, at like a beautiful vineyard. Um, and he always just is like, wow, here I am. What a beautiful place. <laughs> Taking like selfies of him with the place in the background. So I feel like I'm very envious of his means to do that. And also his reaction and, like, permanently getting lost and being happy about it. So you appreciate the wanderers, is what you're saying. Yeah, he's a real wanderer. And I think uh, has, like, a real joy of, like, where, everywhere he ends up. But then I'm also sometimes, like, envious of just extremely regular shit. Um, like, CJ McCollum, a couple weeks ago got his hands on like a mobility scooter at the grocery store. And it looked like he was loading up to like go to like a, like a barbecue or like a beach party or something because he, his, the basket on the scooter was just filled with ice and chips and like snacks and he's wearing pool slides. And in the video, he just is reversing in a circle. Hello, I'm Jack Wilson. I'm here to tell you about my podcast, the history of literature. Hello. This is Edgar Allan Poe. Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Elizabeth Bennet. Hello. Of Come on in. I'm Emily Dickinson. Hello. This is Bartleby. Hello, it's me, Lady Macbeth. The Scrivener. Wow. On the history of literature, we journey through the world of great books, taking a look at everything from the Epic of Gilgamesh to contemporary classics. We talk to authors and professors, and once in a while, we have a special guest. Hello, I'm Oliver Twist. The History of Literature podcast with Jack Wilson. 